Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back in on DGS 305, going on 306. Dave out for the holidays. He'll be back on January 2nd. Uh, Rachel, Andrew, and I will be here through the rest of the week. And then the two of them, lucky dogs, will be gone all next week. I'll be gone for like three days next week, back on Thursday and Friday. So kind of how things are rolling here. And uh, other than that, we're going to be business as usual as much as we possibly can be. Uh, as much as it can be without uh, the namesake of the show not being here. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Calhoun is in from the KMOX newsroom. Michael, you've been... Uh, Covering this story, what now, 24 hours? Yeah, it's been about a day. All right, so the, the, if the everybody's probably heard it on the news. They would have just heard it a few minutes ago if they were listening to the top-of-the-hour news. Uh, but the short version is a police cruiser crashed into a bar, and the story goes from there. Police cruiser crashes into a bar. and it sounds the bar, like the start of a joke, doesn't it? Until the bar owner is arrested <laughs> and spends the night in the St. Louis City Justice Center. Yeah. So walk us through the basics, right? I mean, we, so, we have the video now that was put out by... The, the bar. By the lawyer, right? We've the, got, uh, yeah, we're getting some more information here, but there's still a lot that doesn't, it either doesn't match up or stuff has changed over the last day, and that, that makes it frustrating to try to pin down exactly what's happened. Here's what we, we know, or at least here's how the information has come out. Uh, Sunday night, Monday morning at about 1230 at the bar called Bar PM on South Broadway in the Carondelet neighborhood uh, near Loughborough and Broadway. Uh, there was a St. Louis police car that uh, went through the front door, went through the front windows. I mean, took out the entire front of this brick uh, building along the you know nice Main Street uh, area there of uh, South Broadway. Uh, and then uh, one of the bar owners was arrested. What the officers uh, said, according to those bar owners that night, is that they saw a dog and swerved to avoid the dog. Uh, then we got the official reports on this that were filled out, uh, the officers, you know, filing with the courts. That said that they had uh, swerved to avoid a parked car. Now we see the video uh, today that shows that the police car was moving at a high rate of speed. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's up for debate. You could take a look at the angle. We, we'd like to see some other angles to see if the car really was going to hit that parked car. It looks from this angle like it might not have. Uh, but the vehicle then crosses the center turn lane, the uh, opposing lane, the parking lane, and the sidewalk to go through the front of the building. We have two, uh, the two officers who are in the car are probationary officers. Now, usually when you have a probationary officer, they're brand new, less than a year, just a few months on the force. They're supposed to be paired with a more experienced officer. In this case, you had two probationary officers in the vehicle at the same time, just the two of them. Uh, the car crashes. They get out of the vehicle. There is a dispute then because the bar owners who live upstairs uh, come down and are 
upset at what they've seen. Uh, the attorney said today if this had happened an hour earlier at 1130, uh, that front of the bar would have been filled with people. This oh. would have been a fatality incident. Um, and so what the uh, police uh, public release yesterday said was that there was um, a dispute that one of the owners uh, didn't have his ID, wouldn't show his ID, was kind of like, what are you asking for? You came into my right, business here. Right. Uh, he was put into handcuffs. According to a video that the Riverfront Times has from inside of the bar, again, we've seen the video of the street and the crash itself. Right. Video inside uh, says that uh, when the co-owner is in handcuffs, uh, an officer, and we should note that two additional officers with more experience showed up right away. The attorney says the two officers who were in the vehicle disappeared pretty quickly. Oh. And the, uh, one of the officers who was responding said, he's not going to yell at me. That's causing a disturbance. And so the bar owner's husband comes down uh, and is wondering what the heck is going on, sees the police car crashed through, uh, makes a uh, remark, according to the Riverfront Times, uh, a, a sex, sexual joke uh, about what the officers may have been doing in the car. Oh. And at that point, the officer says, that's a disturbance. Told you not to yell. You're under arrest. That's according to this video that the RFT has. According to the public release from the police department, um, this person hit the officer and there was a scuffle. They wound up on the ground. There was a tussle. Uh, eventually was arrested. According to the probable cause statement that was filed with the reports, he was arrested actually after a foot chase through the building, through a gate into the back, into a courtyard area. Uh, so we've got potentially three different um, rundowns of, of how this went down. Why was the bar owner arrested? Uh, and then we've also got the release from police um, that, first of all, calls him the offender. Usually we see that language after there's been a conviction. The prosecutor's office will use that or the Missouri Department of Corrections would use that. Typically, police say the suspect right. in these kinds of documents. But here they call him the offender. And they say that he was taken to uh, the hospital for treatment of a pre-existing condition. Oh, his attorney says he was released uh, from jail today with a black eye and bruising, other injuries. He says that's not a pre-existing condition. And uh, he says uh, this about uh, what, what happened to his client. He's got black eyes. He has a black eye. He has bruising all over his body. He was beaten pretty severely. The video also shows the police throwing him back into the back of a van onto the ground and not securing him and then taking off, which is known as a rough ride. People have probably heard the term rough ride before. Throw the guy in the back of the car. Don't put the seatbelt on. Drive a little uh, yeah, sharp, all over the place. Turns, yeah, stops and starts. And, uh, and so he was charged with a felony for uh, assaulting a police officer and a misdemeanor resisting arrest. Uh, but then the St. Louis City Prosecutor's Office today unilaterally decided, took a look at the case and decided that actually the felony too strong. We're going to downgrade that charge to a misdemeanor. And so after spending the night in the city justice center, which, as we've heard, is not, I mean, people get arrested and, and you have to wait for your, you know, your first appearance and all mm -hmm. of that. But when you go to jail, I mean, we've heard horrible stories yeah. about the St. Louis City Justice Center. The number of people who've died there is above uh, regular standards. And so uh, had he been charged with a misdemeanor, would he have originally would he have been held overnight? Uh, that's a question that's out there. Uh, so there's just a, a lot still that we we don't know about this. Uh, police have not released much. They released an incident summary and said any further questions uh, should be directed to the circuit attorney's office. But there are lots of questions. For instance, the, the attorney for the, the bar owner says, 
if if I had done this, I would have had a toxicology test. Yeah. I would have had to blow into a breathalyzer. Uh, you know, was I high? Was I d- d- uh, drunk? You know, what was the deal? Texting, Anybody like that would have had to go through those steps. Were, were, was there anything taken from these officers? Were there any tests administered? We we don't know that. That's just one of the many questions. In addition to the inconsistencies that, uh, we, you know, as we as we just try to figure out what happened, we'd like to be able to um, not have to sort through two or three different uh, rundowns of what may have happened. So, all right, so uh, there are at least two videos. There's the one that we see from the street that's a it's a surveillance camera like across the street yeah. and down the road a little and bit. And that's the one we can see. Right. The other one from inside is a video that the Riverfront Times has seen at this and point. And do we know, not know, if police officers are wearing body cams, if they have to turn them on, if they don't turn them on, do they have a choice? That is, uh, that would have been a question for the encounter uh, that wouldn't have been on for the crash No, no, itself. that's what I mean. That's what I mean for the, for the preceding facts. Like, if you have the body cam on, we might see what those two that were in the car did. Like, they, were they whisked away? Were they there as a part of it? Were they being treated separately as, mm-hmm. you know, part of an investigation? Because you would think you'd want to investigate a police car crashing into a building with nothing else happening around them. Let's take these guys over here and interview them just like everybody everybody else who was involved with this. Sure, you, yeah. You would think that that would be some form of protocol, would it not? Uh, well, if, if we, if, uh, the chief calls the newsroom and we have a chance to ask him some questions, that'll be one of them. Uh, knock, knock chief time to time. I mean, this is not the kind of thing that you should wait on. I'm not saying we should convict anybody. I don't know if anybody did anything wrong. We, I mean, lots of things go on. People do wild things when they're behind the wheels by accident all the time. It could simply be that, but there should be clarity on this sooner rather than later. Right. I mean, the release we, of information always clears up questions or at least gives confidence that the, the, the agency in question is being upfront. Even if they, they yeah. don't have all the answers, they're in front of you and they're answering questions. Even if their answer is, we don't know that yet. And, that has not happened. Yeah. And beyond that, who should be receiving questions in addition to the chief of police? I mean, this would this be something that maybe a mayor should address? Because we, the we've asked the mayor about is this. Run by the mayor's office, correct? Yeah, uh, we've asked the mayor about this. She said yesterday that this was an ongoing investigation. Uh, nothing more to uh, okay. to say. We've also asked. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out if the mayor's office. You know, they've created this as a gay bar. They've created an LGBTQ liaison office. Has that reached out to? I mean, yesterday morning there were a dozen people there helping to clean up and put boards up and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, has the mayor's office reached out in that respect with that office? That's yeah. a question, for instance, as well. And, and in fairness, I, I don't think that I'm not trying to place the expectation on the department that they need to release everything all at once right away. But I am saying that at some point we should know what, what whether the body cams were on or not and see what that shows. Um, you know, I'm sure the, the, the business, if they have the cameras inside, could release video anytime they want, right? I mean, that's their video, if that's the case. It, there, there may be a question of, a, you know, an ongoing investigation. You'll hear police officer, police chiefs, prosecutors, you know, when something is not final yet, they'll say, I can't get into that because it may impact, could impact, you know, if there's a jury involved in this, you don't want to impact the jury pools, you know, yeah. prejudice their opinion on, on things. But again, we have seen police. It is a well-established uh, procedure that we don't wait until after somebody is convicted to give any kind of kind of an update no, on no, anything. No, 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 not. And in so, general. even if you don't have the answers, are you still at least 
providing the confidence to the people that you're being transparent with them, even if you don't have all the details at yeah. that time. Again, you don't have to give us the details, but you can walk us through the step-by-step. And this was not on the police department issues a daily incident summary of everything that's happened you know, overnight. TV stations, KMOX, we look at it in the morning. That's, you know, a lot of where the overnight, you know, crime news comes from. This was not on that yesterday. And at 3 p.m., I put that on on Twitter well into the day. And at 5 p.m., we got a call from the police department that said that's inaccurate. It is on the incident summary, which had been updated right before the phone call. Oh, Oh, interesting. I see. At about 4 p.m., it was added. Oh, that doesn't seem great. (laughs) (laughs) You would think it would have been on there earlier in the day. Well, hey, I don't know what to say. I I, I don't like to judge, rush to judgment on any any legal case. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that what ends up happening is everybody follows the correct procedure and nobody does anything um, to protect someone. Either side of the case, by the way. I mean, if there was an assault, well, then I mean, if there was an officer that was shoved or something, well, then there needs to be punishment for that. But that doesn't really impact what the two officers in the car had going on before the accident and then, of course, leading to it. <sighs> Feels like an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> Those resolve themselves pretty quickly. Yeah, in an Those hour. Those are pretty straightforward, yeah. I think. They only take an hour. Hope this one goes that fast. <laughs> uh, Michael, thank you. Great Thanks. stuff. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we will get some uh, weather from Dave Murray coming up in a few minutes. Uh, just to give you an idea of what the rest of the week looks like. It's not going to be snowy and it's not going to be very Christmassy later in the week. Um, but uh, we'll give you the details on that with from Dave Murray coming up in a few minutes. Matt Pauly is going to join us at 4 o'clock. Um, well, there was one thing I wanted to oh, – oh, Rach, you had the uh, – the slang overlord. Oh, overlord. The slang overlord. overlord. I, let, let's, wait, hold on. Let's do the slang overlord awesome. story. What would a slang overlord be? <laughs> so when Generation Z takes over and they make us speak in their secret language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at these because it, it any slang story just comes down to, I don't understand what my kids are saying. 
Yeah. Well, and slang overload, which is the thing we're actually going to talk about, is a intentional way of confusing us yeah. from the younger generation. Yeah. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many new words I can't keep up, that is actually by design to make yeah. us feel old. Yes, and we did the same thing when we were in high school. <laughs> and I mean, it's mostly a high school thing, but probably just a young adult thing too. We always did the same thing because we thought it was funny when our parents didn't understand us. Mm-hmm. Because... And every generation has done it. You know, we were ta- Amy and Brad were talking about this a little bit earlier. I only caught a minute of it, but Brad was joking. They said, he goes, no matter how many of these things I learn, I'll never be hip or cool. Well, the word hip is that thing from 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. Because that was a thing that the quote unquote grownups at the time would never have said. It does move uh, more quickly these days. Yes, though, it does. Because of the internet. Um, I, I did listen to quite a bit of of Amy and Brad's segment. And I thought it was really interesting when she was asking the, the young folks uh, about the word Riz and Riz is all about like, Oh, attractive, appealing. And she said, did you use this word last year? And they all said, no, no, it, I don't even think it was a word a year yeah. ago. And now it's like, that's the popular one to yeah. use. I think it's actually the word of the year from Oxford. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And look, it's kind of a fun word to say. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to use it in normal conversation because I'm going to look like a tryhard if I do that. I will. Right? I don't mind looking like a tryhard. Now, I will say I do use those things with people of those younger generations because I know they hate it. I wonder, <laughs> does Ethan use the word Riz? Uh, oh, here. Let me bring him up on the... Ethan, are you all about the Riz? Hey, he's still not up. Hang he on. He might Hold be on. a little... You're on the, he's on the young side. I bet Pajeski uses the Riz. <laughs> I would love to hear that. I don't know why. It's making me laugh for some reason. Okay. Riz. I do not use the word Riz too often. There's no shot that Pajeski does because he's way more professional than me. <laughs> you, so you do use it, though? Very rarely. More so right, as describe a— Describe the context. So, more so for mockery. Okay, almost. good, good. Yeah, yeah. That's how I usually t- tend to I use. I know that Pajeski doesn't use the word Riz because Pajeski is like, so there's the old tryhards like us where we say Riz and we want the kids to think we're cool and it's just not going to work. Yeah. Uh, Pajeski wears there's... polos and slacks and button-ups to work. There's no way. He's what are you, a, what are you implying? A, I'm, I, I'm not implying anything. I'll tell you straight out. He's a young tryhard. He's the kid who would go on the YouTube videos of Led Zeppelin songs and be like, <laughs> I'm 10 years old and I think this song is awesome. Well, this young man isn't here to to defend himself. I don't That's my like son. I've told him this. I tell, like this. I tell him this to his face. He He's knows my it. son. Don't talk to my son like that. I tell him this to his face. He knows He knows the score. He's not really my son. I know. I just really <laughs> like him and we both have red hair. We love him. <laughs> I, I, I think you, you, you are right though, Rach. Like the use of these things spreads so much faster. Yeah, because of TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, the only reason we even hear Riz is because we see it online. I only heard it because it was a story in sports. I heard mm. it because uh, you remember the little kid, the baby, Gronk. baby Gronk? Gronk. He rizzed up, up Livy. <laughs> That's the first time I had ever heard that. That's the first time anybody ever and heard I'm it. Like, I, at first I was like, are we allowed to say that? And then I realized <laughs> what it was. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. All right, that's clever. We I'm can't so say glad Riz that on sentence the air. was uttered on KMOX. Oh, I know. Yeah. Baby Gronk rizzed up Livy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually think it was the other way. I think Livy might have rizzed up Baby Gronk. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is that was rizzing somebody. It's fine. I don't ever. I, I I'm never going to be the person from the older generation that craps on the younger ones because I did the stupid crap when I was younger, and then we all did, and it's okay. Uh, you just gotta leave them alone. 
They'll grow out of it. They always By the way, do. We were all saying that Livy rizzed up baby Gronk and we thought that was so great for like a week. And then we all found out that Livy is like 19 and baby Gronk is 10. Yeah, that and was then, messed and up. And so when they were like, baby Gronk and Livy are dating now after they yeah, rizzed each other like, up. It's like, wait a minute, he's 10 years old. Why are right. we doing this? I don't know. I don't know, Pete. I mean, it, <laughs> why do we all start doing this? Well, it wasn't meant seriously. It was meant as Ethan was talking about. It was like meant to be a joke. Like here's the, because the, the joke was this guy is trying to turn his kid into like a social media yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. And Olivia Dunn is already that. And like it, it was, you know, how it, things. it's all about wait, the irony and the mm-hmm. mockery. Is that the secret to Riz? Does anyone use Riz sincerely, Ethan? Or is it all maybe ironic? Like, maybe like the 10-year-olds. Only the cool kids <laughs> do. The rest of us just use it, use it in the mocking way. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, normally here on DGS, we've got Dave Murray joining us live. He is not available to join us live today. We'll try to catch up with him tomorrow, but he did give us a look at what we can be expecting from the weather the rest of the week. Could not be with you live today, but we've got a lot of stuff going on in the atmosphere and a lot of stuff also going on astronomically because we've got the last day of fall is going to be on Wednesday. The fall season officially comes to an end and winter officially begins on Thursday, December 21st. Now, it doesn't begin officially until 927 at night. So the first full day of winter is going to be Friday, the 22nd. Plus, the full moon coming up. It's not a Christmas full moon, but boy, it's awful close. That happening on December 26th. Now, we also have two rain events on the way. These will be coming out of the southwest from two storm systems out in the Pacific right now. The first one is pretty weak. That will come through Thursday night, especially late Thursday night let's say after midnight for most of the rain and coming to an end fairly quickly early on Friday morning, definitely an all rain situation. The second batch of rain is a stronger batch. That's a stronger storm system coming across the country. That will be on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And it's definitely all rain. We're talking like 58 degrees for the high on Christmas Day. We could easily see an inch of rain with that second system. And though it's no surprise, we continue with the idea of a green. Christmas. Weather concerns leading up to these two systems, not much going on other than that the southerly flow is coming back on Wednesday afternoon. A mix of clouds and sunshine Wednesday. Chilly start, but noticeably warmer Wednesday afternoon and 55 degrees. Wednesday night clouds and 38. Thursday clouds control, keeping it mild. 
55 degrees. And though we do have that rain coming in late Thursday night and Friday, the high temperature on Friday is 52. Saturday looking dry right now with a fair amount of clouds and 55. Sunday, couple of showers, lots of clouds, 55 for the high on Sunday, only 50 degrees on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, that 58 degrees. We'll continue to keep you up to date on these systems coming our way, but they're definitely rainmakers and it's definitely a green Christmas. Talk to you live tomorrow. Thank you much, Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go through some headlines, Rach. Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons with the Schnucks Rewards app. All right, former President Donald Trump's campaign team is projecting that he could formally clinch the Republican presidential nomination by March 19th. This is uh, based on his lead in polls in early voting states. Uh, The team believes Trump is on track to win 1,478 delegates by then based on a mix of public and internal polls. So, I mean, I don't think that's really a surprise to anyone, but... March is coming up quicker than you would think. And also, what else would they project? What? So what? What does that mean to clinch it? How is it? A, is that when the convention is? Like when? That's I don't, when I don't he understand would understand how you. That's when, from what I understand, that's when he becomes the head of the Republican Party at that. And point. that happens. I thought that happened at the convention. Am I? Am I making that up? Am I wrong about that? That's what I thought too. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just know that he would be the guy at that point. I yeah. mean, he's kind well, of I mean, already the guy. He's, the already, he's the guy now on I December mean, 19th. Yeah. He's far, he's far, away, uh, far ahead now, and unless something dramatic changes in New Hampshire and Iowa, the, uh, there just doesn't seem to be anything that would change what, what they're reporting anyway, right? I mean, it's not even close. Correct. It would There would have to be a dramatic sea change, and I mean, like, almost unpredictable kind of change for him to jump job drop out of that spot so chris christie is writing a new book maybe this explains why he's been uh, on stage okay. everywhere all the time even though he has no chance cracked it the book will explore the legacy of former president ronald reagan it's called what would reagan do life Les- lessons from the last great president it will be out in february hmm. is chris christie a historian uh i don't know but i mean a lot of these people i mean I don't think Brian Kilmeade is like necessarily a historian, but yeah. he writes historical books. So mm-hmm. I'm I sure guess. he's working with someone yeah. to put out, you know, something that's of quality. I just, <laughs> it is funny because I think it was like two weeks ago after the last Republican debate, I even said on the show, like, why is Chris Christie on the debate stage? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's there. And it's like, oh, yeah. probably to sell a couple of these books if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised we didn't see it coming sooner. Yeah, something, right? Mm-hmm. I just figured it would be more of like, I don't know, his story or something else like that. Yeah, I didn't. When you said he's writing a book, I didn't expect you to say about Ronald Reagan. I definitely expected you to say he's about writing him. his memoir or whatever. A new Florida bill would create a dangerous dog registry. So this is being pushed by lawmakers in response to a devastating dog attack last year. Maybe you remember this. A 61-year-old postal worker was attacked and killed by a pack of five dogs while delivering mail. The dogs had attacked people several times in the past, and the owner had unsuccessfully tried to surrender them to animal control on several occasions. This newly filed legislation would require dogs to be confiscated while they were being investigated for being dangerous. Uh, and if they are determined to be dangerous, owners would have to keep their dogs securely confined behind a locked fence while outdoors or inside their homes. They'd also have to obtain liability insurance. Good. How do you great. feel about that, Wheels? 
I mean, if we're if we are talking about dogs that have already done something, right? Like they've attacked someone. Mm. That's a different thing than just like there are people that want to push breed specific rules like that. Most cities in Missouri, I believe, um, many cities in like suburbs of St. Louis are uh, ban pit bulls. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of banning any breed. Uh, it is always the human. It is always the owner that determines the behavior of a dog. But there um, are also dogs that maybe have, and I and I do believe this. I think there are dogs that have been mistreated in a way, and have left them right because the humans did something. Well, yeah. yeah, but if that dog is too far gone, it I, should, again, I you agree. should not give it the opportunity. Yes, it's not their fault that they're like that, but no. the dog shouldn't give, be given the opportunity it's, to kill some mailman. It's not my point. It's that if a dog is is because it's of a certain breed, that in and of itself is not enough. It's like saying that you can't drive a sports car because people that drive them drive too fast and that would be too dangerous. You know, you have to punish the actions and not take preventative action against, like like as an example, pit bulls are always the the focus of this. And I, I get why, because they are very physically dangerous. They're super strong. Their bite strength is really, really, really strong. And that in that way, I mean, they were bred for fighting. I mean, like that's mm-hmm. what they were bred for back in the day. Mm-hmm. I understand that argument. But if there's a pit bull that's born right now and for the next 12 to 18 weeks, it's raised by great people that know what they're doing. It's taken good care of. There's no reason to ban that dog. That dog is not just going to automatically become something else. But dogs being dogs and having there being so many different breeds and so many different options of wonderful dogs that you can choose from, I do do support the logic of attempting to sort of... um, Cut the cut the uh, issue at the root, right? Well, I, I cut mean, the issue at the source. If you ban pit bulls, then maybe you don't have as many fighting pit bulls that can be found loose and uh, causing problems for for mm, people who mm, want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think it, I, I I understand why people and cities and and municipalities have done it. I get it. I understand it's always following some kind of terrible thing whether it's a child that's been bitten or, you know, mauled, or in this case, you know, a postal worker that that was attacked. I mean, I I completely understand that. I'm not saying it's irrational or illogical. I'm saying it's probably a step further than it needs to be. Mm. I would prefer that we put the onus on people that are going to be owning dogs and that if you're going to buy what is considered a dangerous breed, you have to prove that you are capable of raising the dog. Maybe you take a certification in, you know, whatever. Maybe you maybe you do have to get the insurance that you're talking about. Mm. I'm okay with something that's more along those lines than just saying flat out nobody can have them. Hmm. But that if you want this breed because of the because of the physical characteristics of the breed, if you want to own it, you need to prove to us that you know what you're doing. Okay. I would be okay with that, more okay with that. I'm not again, I'm not saying that these are all terrible laws. I'm saying I'm not comfortable personally saying one breed or another cannot be owned by anybody Mm. because there are people that are terrible owners that can have other breeds that can attack. I mean, I'm not kidding about this and it's not because of the dogs. It's because of how many there are, but I think the most bites happen from golden retrievers. Oh, wow. But but it's because there's a lot of them. It's not because they bite at a high rate. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're aggressive or anything like that. Just there are a lot of them out there. A bad owner can take almost any breed and make it a danger to someone. An Ohio man is facing charges after getting too high to carry out the bank robbery he was planning. 
His name is Richard Hampton. He forgot to ask the bank workers for money in the note he handed to tellers. The note said, give me the, with the word gun written below it. So (laughs) didn't say anything about money. Despite the confusing instructions, the teller handed over about $700 with a tracking device hidden inside. Police used that device to locate the suspect and the stolen cash was recovered the same day. I like only giving him $700. Well, because that's what they do at a bank is they have like special stacks of money that it's like, okay, here's the the uh, tracking right? devices in here. Or it's like an ink thing that'll mm. explode on them or something. So there are like, I don't know, maybe I'm revealing secrets here or something. But I think that's <laughs> common knowledge. Um, Listen to me, but I'm also stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not going to rob that bank. <laughs> this is good news. Passport processing times are back to normal. This is according to the State Department. They made the announcement yesterday saying it now takes six to eight weeks for a passport or one or two or two or three weeks for an expedited one. Uh, obviously, that was not the case during COVID. So it's nice to see something getting back on track. Yes, we'll go ahead. No, I was, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to update the dog thing when we're done. OK, I just want to make sure I don't leave it hanging because I said something that was wrong. OK, the DEA is warning Georgia against plans for pharmacies to dispense medical marijuana. So the Georgia Board of Pharmacy has issued ma- medical marijuana licenses to 23 independent pharmacies since October. But the DEA says this violates federal law. Hmm. It, that kind of stuff is so confusing with Marijuana being legal in some states, including Missouri and including Illinois. But then it's like, yeah, but federally it's illegal. So you can't do this, this and that. Extremely confusing. Yeah. It's almost like they should just do away with the federal part and just uh, try and remove some of these uh, giant problems that it's causing all the time. I'm sure that'll (laughs) happen. I mean, if I had to guess that'll happen within the next 10 years, what do you guys think? I think that's probably, I, I would agree with that. I think that's probably a, a, a likely, maybe not within the next year or two, but I think within a decade, I think enough people will be pushing it. And, and I think the the benefits of legalizing it in the states where it's been legalized will be apparent enough. Well, we can make that my final story. What's your update, Wheels? I just wanted to make sure I gave the correct statistics for dog bites and things along those lines because... I know it was years ago reported that it wasn't pit bulls, but it is. Mm-hmm. They do bite. They obviously are the most dangerous ones. Like they have the most serious injuries resulting. Yeah. You but hate, also, I mean, you hate to say it, but, but also the highest percentage uh, followed by mixed breeds. So 22 and a half percent of bites, according to Forbes magazine, uh, were from pit bulls and the mixed breeds were next at 21.2 percent. But we don't know what those mixes are. Are some of them pit mixes? Are they shepherd mixes? Are they... I mean, I I, I I doubt they're golden doodles. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, oh, what if it was? And then the third one are German shepherds. So um, at about 18%. So there's not mm-hmm. a huge difference between German shepherds and pit bulls when it comes to the number of bites. Yep. Um, the, I shouldn't say the percentage of bites. Now, the percentage of fatal attacks, those are it, it's overwhelmingly pit bulls. Um, but I just want to make sure I put the correct information out there. Don't want to get that wrong. All right, Andrew, I've got a question for you. Yo, why do you keep hitting your cat with a chair? <sighs> the poor little deer. <laughs> the poor thing. Wait, is she a deer was, or a cat? That was uh, a uh, that was uh, a loaded uh, question. 
It wasn't intended. You're not actually intentionally hitting your cat with a chair. Uh, well, a couple of times, just because it's cute. Uh, so <laughs> I got a new chair. I used to have this big, great, big, giant uh, chase lounge, but it it was a, a hand-me-down from a hand-me-down when I got it. So it finally broke a month or two ago. So I got a new chair, and it's this uh, great big blue recliner, and I love it, and it's so comfy. Uh, and I'm a flopper into chairs. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I like to flop into chairs. Oh, yeah. I'm trying very hard to not do that because that's what I think ended up breaking the uh, chase lounge. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very cautiously like lowering myself into chairs. So that I'm like, I guess I'm flopping. I'm breaking all these chairs. By... I'm, I'm a flopper into bed. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even do the running start, jump and fly through and land just because it's fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I mean, that. even though I'm, yes, I'm a 52 year old man that does that. <laughs> I don't really flop. Uh, not a flopper? Not a flopper. Are you graceful, a graceful. Mm, I mean, I could see myself like falling, <laughs> but <laughs> graceful is not the right word. Uh, but yeah, I, like, I just I, kind of like sit. There's something nice about the flop. I recommend a flop if you know that your, uh, your furniture, furniture can, isn't going to break. Wh- why? <laughs> What's so good about the flop? I'm not it a big just, fan. It just feels like you just let, you just let the weight go and you just <sighs> you just flop backward. I almost did it yeah, there but I've never, like, and flopped into nothing. I'm not saying I've never done it, but it, when I've done, I'm never in a comfortable position when I have flopped. Mm. I need to adjust. Oh, I, I find flopping gets you just right. I'm but, super careful about flopping, though, because we have two tiny dogs and I don't need to be landing on one. Well, now, see, that's the that's where the problem comes in here, yeah. right? Because it's a it's a rocking chair when the when you're not in the recline mode. Uh-huh. So I am and my my cat's never been around something like that. We had we had a, a couch like a sectional couch. Then we got rid of it for the chase lounge. That was a big giant stationary thing. She's never been around something that rocks before. And she is interested. She is intrigued. So she's going over and uh, she's getting too close to it when I don't know she's behind me or whatever, while I'm rocking back and forth and it's whacking her in the head. That's her fault. And then she keeps trying to like, so the, our, our, the chase lounge had a great big opening in the back that she could sneak in and she would like just hang out in the chair. While I was sitting in it or whatever, she'd be inside the chair. It was kind of a safe space for her if there was a thunderstorm or something like that. And so she's trying to get into this one, and I'm terrified that I'm gonna like put the like the uh, recliner down and it's gonna like crush her in there or something. That's a fair fear. Yeah, yeah. Don't she, let her in there. And when I'm like rocking back and forth, and I can and I see her going around and she's trying to sneak in, and I'm like, stop it! I'm gonna like squish you or something. Oh, like, that's you terrifying. You got to put I something know. under there that's gonna keep her out. And then also one time I like I launched her a little bit because she was down by the footrest and I didn't know that and I went shunk and she went <laughs> and like so what? <laughs> and I was what? like oh no I launched the cat. My number one takeaway here, Andrew, is that with your new chair you need to take extra precautions. Yeah, no I, more flopping. That's the thing. Yeah, slowly. No rocking. Yeah, yes. don't don't just slam the thing down when it's time to get up. Go yeah. slow. Yeah. Check. I'm keeping an eye on on where F- she make sure is. where the cat is. She's already she's already learning. I've had the chair for a couple of days now, so she's learning that that you know she she she's not blameless in this. She's got a responsibility too. You know, it's not all me. She's got a responsibility to not get herself squished. Well, then you need to make sure she understands that, Andrew. And I think she's understanding. It. I, launching her did a, a great deal to do, teaching uh, the lesson. Do your cats like? Do they do they follow you and like walk in your feet and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't it's know like who the, told it's, me. It's the only thing that I don't like That's about my little thing. dogs. Mm. That's the other thing. This They're chair, always in our feet. This chair is a lot smaller, so there's a lot less room for her to get all up on me and want to. And I, 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 I always, always told cats were independent and weren't uh, and, and would leave you alone. Not mine. That's a good thing. I don't. I don't want a pet that's going to ignore me. I would like to sometimes be ignored. <laughs> <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 